10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Discussing everything about the afterlife and spirit Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to Tipperary for another hour this Wednesday. How is everybody? Can you hear me okay? Um, so tonight I want to maybe continue a little bit the conversation that we were having last week. Hey, Kelly, thanks for joining. Last week we were talking about asking spirit for signs. Um, just out of curiosity, has anybody tried it over the past week? Have you managed to get signs from your loved ones in spirit? Did you get any answers to any questions that you put out there? So just let me know in the chat if, if you did, if you managed to get that elusive sign. But of course, don't be scared to ask for a specific sign. Like I said last week, you know, don't ask just for a sign and then you're wondering if everything is what you, you know, the sign that you've been waiting for. So ask them, say, I want to see a feather. I want a piece of cheese to appear on the floor. Um, you know, I, I, I'd fall short probably of asking for the bundle of money, even though it was a sign, uh, a story that I gave. But, um, you know, somebody wants to come in as a speaker always welcome to join in as a speaker guys i love to hear your stories hey liz how are things and welcome 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 you know it was a beautiful spring day here in tipperary um not that i got much done i've been in front of this computer all day but look we're nearly there the day is nearly nearly over so, um, as I said, I want to talk a little bit more along the signs of sensing spirit around. Um, we spoke, as I said last week, about the signs. So um, we did, um, just to recap, we spoke about maybe some, you know, smells that you can get. Martina says it's been a nice dry day in Liverpool. In Liverpool. I can't say Liverpool in a normal accent. It has to be Liverpool. <laughs> as um, uh, the comedian says, I want some chicken and a can of cow. <laughs> That's the only way I can get a Liverpool accent. Sorry, Martina, I'm not making fun. Missed last week, but I'll catch up. Do, Kelly, yeah, because we spoke a lot about spirit signs, asking for signs, what they might mean and stuff like that. So we spoke about different smells, okay, for Claire Gussian people, okay? A perfume, smell of soap, cigarette smell, shampoo smell, smell of a specific washing powder, turf or whatever, <laughs> Thanks, Martina. I'll be. I'll, I, I'm. I'm good to get my chicken anyway. <laughs> um, she said my accent saying chicken is is good. Oh, what's that guy's name that does um, um, countdown in the the evening time countdown? That that comedian. Oh, I can never think of his name. Um, but he 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 does it like that. Um, saying accents. I want some chicken and a can of Okay, so yeah, the smells, the perfume, soap, cigarettes, shampoo, washing powder, turf, you know, anything that reminds you, carbolic soap for me, uh, roll up cigarettes for my granddad, um, you know, any of those kind of things. Then, you know, what you hear, 
Do you hear your name being called by somebody? Do you hear footsteps? Do you hear tapping, banging, a song, a whistle? You know, anything at all. The amount of people that report hearing footsteps going up and down stairs or across hallways or stuff like that. Of course, your loved ones are going to be around, guys. Where else would they be? And then, of course, we feel touch, you know, a hand on the shoulder, a hug, um, a kiss. You know, we might feel someone sitting on the bed or on the couch beside us or something like this. So is there anybody here who has never, ever experienced anything like this at all? So tell me if you haven't. Liz um, can smell Morris's aftershave again, only ever when you are online, Sandy. I think I've met a friend, Liz. I think I've met a friend with your Morris. <laughs> Is there anybody who hasn't? Doesn't seem to be. Nobody's telling me that they haven't sensed anything or smelt or saw or heard something or whatever. Me, who's S-G-F-E-R-W-U-H? Try and put your names on it, guys, so I know who I'm talking to. Um, I would actually, Richard Whiteley count, I know, but the guy that does it, um, is it Carr, no? Oh, I can't, I'm just so bad. You know the, the comedian? I think his family are from Limerick originally. Um, and he does the oh, Jimmy Carr. Thank you, Amy. That's the guy. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Jimmy Carr says it like that. Um, but I would say to anybody who tells me that they haven't sensed anything like that, that you have. And I'm not being funny saying that to you. I don't know what your real name is. But, um, you know, we write too much down to maybe our imagination or coincidence or lots of stuff like this. OK, so just be aware what's going on around you. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, that would be episode 21. Please do find the time to listen to it where I talked about asking for specific signs, because the only way that you could be sure that it's the person that you're hoping to hear from would be if you've asked for a specific sign that they can give to you. Okay. Don't ask for the sun. Okay. They can't control the sun, the moon and the stars, but they might be able to have a, a song played for you or whistle or something like this. Okay. So um, always be aware of what's going on around you, particularly when you've asked for something. It's like the old saying goes, if you ask for something, be prepared to get it. <laughs> okay. So they will give it to you. Okay, so, you know, I want to talk about maybe some ways that you could open your mind to help spirit make themselves known to you, how we can encourage them to do that and introduce some practices into our everyday life to make it easier. Okay, I suppose I just want to maybe give a little advice for people who are, you know, getting started on their spiritual journey or they need help with their spiritual journey. You know, I'm all the time trying to eliminate the mystery surrounding spirit communication. OK, because we talk, um, you know, everything that we talk about when we're talking about spirit is in questions. I wonder if they see that. I wonder how they do that. Um, do you think it's possible? So all the conversations around spirit are in the question format. And I'd love us to be more specific about what we're feeling from them, what we're seeing, what we're hearing, you know, any signs or communication that we're getting from them. And, you know, the things that I wonder about is what do they want us to know? Because I have no doubt that they're communicating and that they're giving us signs. So my questions are slightly different. My questions are always about, you know, what are they here for? What do they want us to know? And so thinking about, um, you know, 
the top three, if you like, you know, why do they come through to us apart from wanting to wish us like happy birthday and happy Christmas and, you know, comfort us if we're going through something. The main thing, in my opinion, is that they want us to know that life goes on after physical death. Okay, so just because the body has passed on, stopped working, if you like, does not mean that the spirit that moved the body or controlled the body is gone anywhere. Okay, there's still life there. So life goes on after physical death. Number two, they want us to know that we're never alone. They're always with us and they want us to know that. Okay, and three and a really important one. They want us to know that they continue their relationships with us even after their be- their death, okay? they can. Why do they continue their relationships with us? I suppose to bring us comfort, to motivate us, okay? Um, and to help us move past grief so we can enjoy the rest of our lives, okay? Now, I know, and that would be maybe a topic for a, a future um, episode um, as to whether or not we actually can move past grief because I know um, we talk a lot about just getting used to living with grief. Okay, so um, we might talk about that a different um, day. Um, yeah, I, I know I was going to go down that road, but I'm not. So who here? Is there anyone that doesn't believe that consciousness exists after physical death? Is there anyone that doesn't believe that? Hey, Maggie, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. We know you're going through such a difficult time at the moment. Is there anybody that doesn't believe that consciousness continues? Because we can address that straight away. No, that's good. I'm glad to hear. Teresa's is kind of skeptical. Okay. But I think that if you're kind of skeptical, you know, it, it's not like you're a disbeliever. Okay. I think there's always hope that there's something there. Okay. And where there's hope, there's knowledge, I think anyway. So there's two types of mediumship. Okay. There's physical mediumship and there's mental mediumship. Okay. So the mental mediumship is what I deal mostly with. Okay. I do some physical mediumship as well. So physical mediumship is when something physical happens in the room. Okay. So if anybody's ever been to a seance, you know, where you've used maybe a Ouija board or you've had spirits move items or something like this. Okay. Um, I've done trans mediumship. So trans mediumship is where um, I, I allow spirit to use my body basically to move, to talk, all that kind of stuff. So um, I, I keep referring back to the movie Ghost, but it's a really good, um, you know, milestone, I suppose, to measure things by. Um, in the film Ghost, if anybody's seen it, Whoopi Goldberg, um, her character allows the character that's played by Patrick Swayze, she allows him to use her body so he can dance with Demi Moore um, and to give her the penny. Okay. So that's called trans mediumship. Okay. And I've done that um, and I, I, I do it. Um, I what was going to say, um, 
on the podcast of that, it's hard to demonstrate those kind of things. Okay. You, you really kind of need to be in the room with somebody for someone to appreciate the trans mediumship. Okay. Because my face will change my body, um, language, my hand gestures, they all change and take on the, the traits or the characteristics of the person that I'm connecting with. Okay. So, um, yeah, maybe we'll talk um, another in another episode about some physical mediumship. But tonight we're, we're going to talk a bit about mental mediumship. Okay. Um, and it happens in the most simple ways. It's not always about coming for a reading with me. I mean, we do perceive people around us all the time. Um, you know, a lot of people have said, I felt maybe that somebody's watching me. Okay. I, fe- I, um, I, I, I felt that there was someone in the room with me or, you know, I I thought I heard my name being called. You know, these are all things that you get from mental mediumship. Okay. Now, for those of you who were in the early stages of, of grief or loss, okay, someone who's only lost somebody within the last maybe three to six months, okay. Um, you all know from past conversations, I always say, wait, don't rush out to get a reading, okay? And I have a video on my YouTube channel that explains that. Okay. The reasons why I ask people to wait three months, you have to grieve the person that's passed has to grieve. There's lots of reasons. Okay. So the early signs are likely to come to you yourself more than a medium. Okay. So, um, you might get, have dreams about the person. You might sense their presence. You might all of a sudden have something come into your mind randomly. You know, that's a thought that they're giving you. Okay. You might feel their hand on your shoulder. You know, you might be getting lots of signs around you. Okay. These are all little ways that we can connect in the early days Now we can connect to any stage, but in the early days, your loved one is more likely to be around you than they are around me. Okay. And to come through and connect and have, you know, a full on conversation in those early days can be very difficult for them because they haven't built up the energy. They haven't learned to communicate in this way. So it's much more difficult. So in the early days, watch out for those things. Okay. And please don't write them off as, you know, uh, coincidences. Please think about them. Obviously there is such a thing as coincidence, but I want you to think about what you're experiencing. I want you to think about, you know, the day of the week, the date, what's going on around you. Is there some reason why they would be with you or trying to reach out with you on this particular day? Okay. Um, so just remember that if you don't believe that it's possible, then you might miss the signs. So if you're going around, um, you know, thinking, oh, well, there's no such thing as life after death, or they can't, you know, they can't communicate with us from wherever they are, or this is all a load of nonsense, and you're entitled to your beliefs. But when you're thinking about that, you're blocking off your energy from receiving signs from the spirit world. Okay. So just be aware, I'm not asking anybody to become a staunch believer if they don't believe. I'm just asking you to be aware. Okay. So the first few months, it it is much easier to get signs directly from the spirit world yourself. Okay. Because they don't know me. Um, you know, and they might not want to talk to me. (laughs) Okay. Maggie's saying I was having a bad day on Monday that night. I woke up to someone sitting down on my side of the bed. I know in my heart it was ma'am. 
100%, you know, why would she not be with you? She's finding this just as difficult. So if anybody wasn't here last week, Maggie's only lost her mom in the last two weeks, okay? So um, she won't mind me sharing that, I know, because she shared it with us her herself. Um, and, you know, um, my sympathies go out to you. But to know, just to know that mom is around and when she senses um, that you're thinking of her or that you're a bit distressed following the loss, that's when she's going to be here, you know. So um, go easy on yourself, you know, take your time. Um, so I want to talk about three things that can help you to connect and to get more signs from the spirit world. I'm just looking at my list, actually. Um, I have four things, okay, that I'm going to talk about. So one, has first of all, has anybody here done a mediumship program before? Has anybody done any kinds of training? Um, or mediumship. If you have, um, some of this may be repetitive for you, and I apologize. But I just want to help people that are looking to develop a little bit more with their own ability. And, you know, note that I never call it a gift, I call it an ability, because I do believe that everybody has the ability to connect with spirit. Okay, so the first thing I call it sitting in the power, you may have heard of it, you may not have heard of it. Okay, um, what this means is getting to know your own energy before you attempt to connect with spirit. Okay, now this is really important. Okay, some people call it meditation. Woo, woo, woo. That kind of sets alarm bells ringing in people's heads, doesn't it? Now, meditation could be a million things. It depends what it is to you. Some people like to sit and chant to music. Some people just like to sit and just listen quietly to music. Some people like to go for a walk. Some people like to sit in the bath. Some people find cleaning very therapeutic, and this is where their mind um, opens up. So it's anything that you do that makes you feel comfortable enough to take your mind to a different level, take it out of the humdrum of everyday life, okay? So sitting in the power is sitting in your own power, and it's always important to do this, okay, before you attempt any connection with spirit. So know what's going on around you today. So whether you do this in the morning times or in the lunch times or whatever, um, it's, it's acknowledging what's going on. Okay. So everybody knows that I do readings every day for spirit. So I have to sit every morning for 10 or 15 minutes in my own power and figure out what's going on. Do I have a toothache? Do I have a headache? Do I have a pain in my back? Do I have a pain in my big toe? Am I feeling sad today? Okay, I need to know what's going on in my own energy so that I can eliminate that when I go into um, everything, you know, when I go into a reading so that I know it's not someone from spirit, okay? So for example, if I am doing a connection with somebody, and they're, you know, they're getting across to me that they wore false teeth, for example, and I get this maybe painful or scratching feeling or heavy feeling on my gums, okay? And then I know, okay, well, there was some problem here with this person's false teeth. But if I was sitting in my own power that day and I realized that I actually have blisters on my gums anyway, well, then I'm not going to get those signs from someone in spirit about their false teeth, okay? Okay. 
So I know this. This is part of my knowledge. And then when I'm in a reading with spirit, I'll say to them, okay, you know, if I, if I feel like my mouth is sore, I will I literally say to the spirit in my mind, I actually have a sore mouth myself today. So if you're trying to tell me something about your false teeth or something, then you need to give me a different sign. Okay. Similarly, if I've hurt my back, okay. Say if I've hurt my back and I find it hard to, to, you know, sit down comfortably or, or get around. Okay. Which I do often. I have um, an issue with my back since car crash. So if it's a day where I am suffering with my back, you know, then I will find it really hard to get um, a sign from somebody in spirit who literally had a bad back because I, I can't, I won't be able to tell the difference as to whether or not I'm getting that from somebody in spirit or it's actually my own back. Okay. So I have to be really, really um, aware of what's going on in my energy and ask them to give me different signs for it. Does that make sense? Okay. So it really is just about if I know that something's mine, like I might have a headache. Okay. And obviously when I'm reading for somebody, I can't take a headache tablet because when you take a headache tablet, you know, it's a painkiller. It's going to dull your senses. And if you dull your senses, then you're not feeling what's coming from spirit. Okay, so it's impossible to do reading if you've taken a headache tablet or had a, a, an alcoholic drink or something like this. Okay, you won't be in your full senses. So if I have a headache, you know, then I have to ask for a different sign. So um, a headache is, you know, it could be a sign of, um, you know, maybe a brain bleed or a, a head injury or something. So I have to ask them for different signs. Okay. I hope this is making sense to you guys. So the first thing is to know what's going on around you. Okay. So be aware of yourself, your breathing, your hands, the smells that are around you, feel your energy, feel life around you. Okay. Your energy will be buzzing once you've done this. I promise. Okay. Now the next thing is focus. And if you're anything like me, it's, I find it so difficult to focus. My mind is always in a million different places about a million different things. Okay. So this, the focus is about taking your mind to the next level. Hey, Margaret, thanks a million for, for joining us tonight. Um, it's lovely to see you here. So focusing, um, you might just listen back to the earlier part, Margaret, uh, when we were talking about sitting in the power and knowing what's going on in your own energy. Then the second part of opening your energy up for spirit connection is the focus. It's taking your mind to a different level. And what I mean by this is excluding everything you know from what's going on around you. Okay. So you have to be aware of obviously what's going on with your own body, but you know, is the roadworks outside the front door? Um, is the radio on? Is there hammering in the house next door? Is there a bird that's been, you know, tweeting in, in, in the garden all morning? So if these are things that have been going on, you know, you're going to look for other signs. Okay. There might be roadworks outside the front door, but, you, you know, your dad might have um, worked in construction or roadworks. 
Um, but you know those roadworks have been there for the last three days, okay? So it's not going to be a consistent sign. So you're going to ask your dad for something else, whether it's the smell of his pipe, his aftershave, you know, whether you want to hear the, the click of his shoes, maybe he had um, those taps on his shoes or something. It's going to be a million other ways that he can make himself known to you. But unfortunately, because the roadworks are out there for the last three days, you can't take those as, as a concrete sign. OK, so what you're doing is you're finding a way to clear out. And that's why I say meditation itself can be going for a walk. OK, um, it can be sitting in a bath, you know, if, and, and as I said, it can be, you know, cleaning whatever takes your mind off of the dross that goes through our heads every single day, excluding everything you know that you have to do, everything that's on your to do list, everything that's going on around you. This is how we make the space in our mind and in our energy for the information that we need to download from spirit. Okay, so it's finding and guys, we're not talking about hours on end here. Ten minutes twice a week is loads. Okay, I'm very bad to meditate. Um, you know, I just am. Spirit will make themselves known if um, they need to be known. But in the early days, it's important that you are aware of what's going on around you and you exclude that. OK, there's no point in asking uh, your granddad to give you a sign of um, birds tweeting outside your kitchen window if you always have a bird feeder hanging up outside the kitchen window. OK, because there's always birds there. He's not going to be able to send more. You're not going to notice if he sends one or two more. OK, so be aware of the environment that you're in when you're asking for signs or connection with spirit, okay? Ask them something specific, but they're not going to be able to, you know, um, change the world for you, okay? So it's just about being um, aware, okay? So are you still with me? It makes sense. Thank you, Teresa. So um, the third one I've said here is dreams, um, dreams and or night visions. OK, whatever we want to describe it, this is the easiest way for spirits to connect with us. OK, it's the easiest way. And why is it the easiest way? Because the last two things we spoke about was clearing our mind to allow room for spirit to come in. OK, clearing out the thoughts of the washing that needs to be put in the dryer, clearing out the thoughts that you still have to mop the kitchen floor or take something out of the freezer for tomorrow's dinner. OK, all these things that are going round and round in your head. OK, when you're asleep, you don't have those. It's the only time of the day where you're relaxed. You're still and you're not overthinking. OK. So it's the easiest time for spirit to come in and connect with you, okay, is when you're asleep, okay, because you're totally relaxed. Uh, Amy saying she had an extremely vivid dream a couple of years ago. It was insane, the information I got. Okay, so let's talk about that later. Um, I just want to get to this. I'm nearly finished. I just wanted to give you four pieces of advice and um, things to be aware of things to draw them close to you. Okay. And we might talk a little bit more about dreams in a minute. I'll just go on to number four first, which is photographs. Okay. Spirit love to see themselves. They just love it. 
the amount of times that spirit mentioned to me in readings that they've seen you looking at their photo or they've seen people going through the photo albums or oh my god she had the picture of my granddad out you know three days ago they were reminiscing you know and we do these things around christmas time so it's been a very popular topic during january for mediumship readings that they've talked a lot about oh they were looking at the photos of the time we went to i don't know donegal or whatever okay so they love to see the photos and it gives them something to mention okay it really does like i said to you a couple of weeks ago that i was reading for somebody and um her dad showed me in my head a picture of himself and i described to her the picture that i was seeing and the hat that her dad was wearing and as it happened she had that picture right in front of her in front of the computer screen while we were doing the reading and she was kind of talking to her dad before we went online saying, please, dad, come true, please come true. And uh, she held up the photo so I could see it. And it was exactly the photo that I described. So he wanted her to know that, you know, he was there with her when she was talking to the photograph. Another time I was doing, um, I might have mentioned this before, but I was doing, I think it was in Clonmel, actually. I was doing a stage show. And um, just as I was, I was walking past after reading and I said to, to this woman, I said, you have a picture of your dog in your handbag. And I described the dog to her and she said, oh, my God, I do. And I could see the dog, though, sitting beside her at the same time. I could see the photo in my head and I could see the dog sitting beside her. OK, but the dog was delighted. This was the point of it. The dog was delighted to know that his mummy still carried around his picture in her bag. You know, he knew he was missed. Okay, so even animals love to see photos of themselves. Okay, we're all that little bit vain. And it gives them something to talk about in readings too. You know, especially if somebody's quiet. Um, you know, if they were quiet in life, they're going to be quiet in death. And, you know, sometimes people go, oh my God, you know, what would I say? What would I talk about? And it's not easy sometimes. If you can imagine if you were in one room, and your closest loved one was in another room and you had somebody going between the two of you and you had to give messages to each other, you'd be kind of going, okay, well, what do I say? I don't want to say I love you. I don't want to say I miss you because you're shy. This is exactly what it's like for spirit. And they go, well, well what can I mention sometimes? Okay. So, um, you know, so just be aware. And I always say to people, set your intention, you know, tell your loved one what you want from them tell them why you need them with you today you know all this guessing i can understand that people don't want to tell me stuff when they come for readings because it's my job to tell you but you know don't uh, hold back from your loved one in spirit tell them why you need them there okay tell them what you want to know tell them you know that you miss them it's not a guessing game. It's not a game at all. It's it's proper connection. Okay. Now I see from the comments that the one that everybody, uh, so they're the four things that I wanted to talk about tonight and we can go over them in more detail if anybody has any questions, but I see the ones that, that was um, causing the most comments or the most reaction was the dreams because people, um, you know, always, um, 
see their loved ones in their dreams. Now, we had Paul Gill on a few weeks ago. If anybody missed that, Paul is uh, he's a hypnotherapist, but he's also an amazing dream analyst. OK, um, and we differ a little bit in that he's not 100 percent sure maybe about that. He was amazing. Kelly Kelly said he's amazing. Um, in that I think he's a little bit skeptical maybe about the whole idea of, you know, spirit communication and that there's a reason for every dream, but I've got an easy way for you. And this is how I do it. Okay. Um, how do I know that I haven't just dreamt about her, that my memories aren't just, um, rolling around in my head about somebody? How do I know that they actually visited me during that dream? Okay. And the answer is this, um, those dreams where you wake up and you feel well loved, well rested and contented because you dreamt about somebody that was just that it was just a dream. It was your memories in your mind. Okay. But those dreams that you wake up from where you almost cry because you wake up or you feel exhausted when you wake up, you know, like you've just run 10 miles and everything aches. Okay. They're the dreams where you've had real spirit connection. You've really had someone come into your energy and connect with you or your soul has been traveling while you've been asleep. Okay. So, um, you know, and it is possible it's called astral travel. You know, there's loads of books out there about it, but, um, you know, so there's two different ways that you can connect with spirit. Either they can come and visit you or you can go and visit them. And a lot of times we know when our soul has been traveling, um, at nighttime because, you know, we wake up feeling like we have uh, just fallen off a cliff or something. You only wake up with a jump because your soul falls back into your body. Okay. And that's where that feeling comes from. So if you've woken up and you just feel mentally exhausted, okay. Um, I feel like that now at the moment, <laughs> but I have been connecting with spirit all day, but you feel mentally exhausted. Like your head almost feels too heavy to lift off the pillow. Okay. They're the ones where you've really had a spirit connection. So Mary saying to us that she woke up during the week, she felt so loved and comfortable and so happy for the day. That's because you had a nice dream. You know, you had a nice, peaceful, restful sleep. You didn't have any spirit connection. You weren't astral travel, you astral traveling. You literally had some rest. Okay. Um, and that's what, what's, what sleep should be about. And that's what a lot of us would have maybe nine nights out of 10, but then we'll get the one where someone comes to visit or we'll go traveling. Okay. Amy was saying about her vivid dream a couple of years ago. It was insane. The information I got now that sounds to me and Amy, you're welcome to come in and tell us about your dream and you know what it meant. Um, this is why I tell people to, um, to keep a journal, both of what goes on around you and also what, um, what you dream about, because the only way that you're going to match up the spirit signs. Okay. Um, with what you've, you've felt or dreamt or whatever, you know, the only way you're going to kind of find out what they, they mean 
is by matching up actual happenings in real life with what you felt or what you dreamt or whatever. Okay. Amy, are you on? Yes, Maggie. Maggie's saying, is that where the feeling of your falling off a cliff comes from? Yes, it's your soul returning to your body. A lot of times because your body is starting to wake up before it has actually returned from where it was. So it has to return really, really quickly. Okay, that's where that feeling comes from. So does anybody want to share any dream experiences with us? Now, I'm not a dream analyst, but I do have psychic dreams a lot. Okay, so a psychic dream is where I dream of something that's going to happen. Okay, I don't always know exactly what it means or in what way it's going to happen. Okay, so let me tell you, for example, one of the dreams that I had, and somebody might have had something similar happen to them at some point. Okay, so I had a dream a few years ago um, that my dad passed away suddenly after a heart attack. Okay, uh, Amy, no, we couldn't hear you. I'm sorry, we can't hear you. You don't seem to have joined. If you request to join, it might work a little bit easier. Okay, so sorry, let me tell you my story. So I had a dream a few years ago that my father passed very suddenly from a heart attack. Okay, so anybody that knows me or has followed me before, you'll, you'll know that I don't have a relationship with my dad. Okay, my parents separated when I was very, very young, and my father didn't contact us at all okay so we don't have a relationship I don't even remember a time when my dad was at home so now I did meet him when I got older but we you know we just don't have that relationship that closeness at all um so I sat on this information and I, I said it to my husband when I woke up I said oh my god you know I think he's going to die and I tend to refer to him by his first name as opposed to calling him daddy, because as I say, we don't have that relationship. But I said to him, um, you know, that I'd had this dream. Now, I was aware that um, this man had had um, a heart attack some years before. OK, but I felt that there was another one to come. So anyway, long story short, I didn't know what to do with this information because I don't have the a relationship with him where I can just ring him and ask him, is everything OK? OK, so um, I kind of sat on this information for two days, wondering what I would do with it. So two days later, I got a phone call. It wasn't my dad. OK, my mother had had another relationship after um, their marriage ended. Um, she moved on and she met somebody else. And that person was in my life all throughout my teenage years. OK, so this was like a stepdad to me. So at the end of the second day after the dream, this man was found deceased in his home. He'd had a sudden heart attack. OK, and he'd left. So this idea of this father energy leaving, OK, it's not necessarily my biological father, but it was someone who had been a father energy to me. OK, does that make sense? I got so hung up on the fact that should I tell this man he was going to die or not? OK, um, you know, and I, I felt like I was in a hard situation because anybody who, has, you know, um, was estranged, from, who has been estranged from parent will understand, you know, that you don't have that relationship where you can tell him, you know, that you're worried or whatever. So as it turned out, it was this man who effectively was my stepdad. OK, um, so those kind of dreams, I have them a lot. 
Okay. It's, it doesn't always spell it out to you in X, Y, and Z, this is going to happen. Okay. But you know, you kind of have to think about it a little bit. So Liz is saying the other week I dreamt that I was in a church listening to a choir. When I looked, I could see my great friend, wee Maggie, who passed last year. She was leading the choir. I woke up crying my eyes out. Oh, bless. Now I would have to ask Paul to analyze that dream. So only you can tell me if you feel like you really had a connection with her. Okay. I mean, had she ever sang, you know, was she a leader? You know, um, there's lots of things to kind of talk about in there. So I'd have to get Paul to analyze that. I'm just talking about the, you know, tonight for, for the purposes of this. Um, I can only help with the ones where you really felt that it was a connection with someone in spirit. And generally, now not always, but, you know, a lot of the times you'll find that when they do come through, they're wanting to give us an answer on something. Okay. You know, yes, spirits sometimes just pop around to see is everything okay. But if they're going to make themselves known to us, there has to be a reason for that. Okay. When you're um, having a conversation with somebody, you know, there's a reason why you're meeting up with them. Did you miss them? You know, is it their birthday? Um, are you just free of the children for the day? Okay. So there's lots of reasons why we meet up with people and, and, and have a conversation. So there's, there's generally a reason why spirit are coming to you as well. Okay. So a lot of times people get answers to questions in their dreams from their loved ones in spirit. Okay. So are you still with me guys? <laughs> I don't want to get into the dream interpretation. I do love talking about dreams, but I'd prefer, obviously, if I had someone here that was somehow qualified in that. Helen's still here. I want to go back up and go through some of the questions that I saw above. So Martina, Martina's done a program. We covered nearly everything on it, including trans mediumship. I do need to try and meditate more. Okay. So um, we were talking, I was asking people if um, they have done any um, mediumship training okay so martina's saying yes and she's covered everything so um, i'm always um I'm just not skeptical about people doing too much in one uh, program but i think you can divide your energy too much always choose one modality that you feel most drawn to okay um so like I, I didn't give up the healing. I'd still do it from time to time, but I don't concentrate it on, on it so much because I do the psychic mediumship one a lot better. Okay. And I can help more people with that. So, um, do the mediumship first before you moved on to the trans mediumship. Okay. Trans, not trans. I read your message. You missed the E. Um, I think what's trans mediumship, <laughs> trans mediumship. Okay. Um, because you know, the more comfortable you get with just the normal everyday mediumship, as I say, that's, um, that's when the trans mediumship will kick in. The more comfortable you get with one modality, then the other one will kick in. So try not to be a jack of all trades, a master of none. Okay. Master one thing and then the others will come in. Okay. So for me, when I was little, it was always mediumship. It was always seeing spirit, hearing spirit, talking to spirit, all that kind of stuff. Okay. And it was as I got older. Now, my grandmother taught me to read tea leaves when I was younger, because that's what she used to read. But 
I never felt the tea leaves. They did, just didn't work for me. I just wanted to be able to talk to spirits. That's what I wanted to do. Okay. And I felt that I did it well and I was fine. But as I got older, and the more that I used my mediumship, the more I started to get more psychic feelings. Okay, because I, I got very comfortable with my mediumship, you know, um, as I got into my late teens, early 20s. And that's when the psychic side really took off for me. Okay. And then as I got more comfortable with that, that's when the trans mediumship came in. Okay, I was actually um, at a training program. And we were doing some exercise or other, you know, learning mediumship. And all of a sudden I switched into trans mediumship just like that. And it was obviously unexpected. You know, it wasn't something that I had set out to do, but it was time, you know, it was time to, to move on to something different. And that's what will happen with you. Okay. So when you concentrate on the normal everyday mediumship, you know, that's when you're building up your signs with spirit. Okay. It's when you're building up your connection, your relationship with your spirit guides, all that kind of stuff, because you have to trust them completely in order to um, hand over your body to them, to allow them to use it. Okay. Uh, because you literally, uh, when I'm in trance, I'm aware of what I'm doing, but I've no control over it. Okay, it's like I can hear and I don't even hear myself talking because when I talk, it's like a different voice, but I'm aware my body's talking. I'm aware my hands are moving or my head is moving or whatever, but I have no control over it because it's not me controlling my body. So it's a very worrying thing and you have to um, trust your spirit guides completely. Okay, so I'm not trying to talk about transmediumship. It's obviously a very natural progression. All I'm asking is that you... Um, you know, you master, as I call it, the normal everyday mediumship. <laughs> okay. So let's see, I just see a lot more things. Um, Teresa hasn't done a course, but was told by a medium that I had the ability and should do a course. A hundred percent. You know, I, I feel that everybody has the ability, you know, to connect with spirit. We were never meant not to connect with spirit, but unfortunately the way that life um, has gone, we have so many electronic things that think for us, you know, trying to get a child these days to sit down and do a normal sum um, is really difficult. OK, but. Um, sorry, I don't know, my computer seems to be making some kind of noise or something, um, but, you know, they want to pull out their calculator. They want to do it on the computer or something. Okay, so our lives are filled with, you know, television and computers and games and all kinds of electronic devices. We seldom sit down and just talk anymore. Now, even, you know, when I was young, uh, we had television. But, um, you know, especially my grandparents' house, we weren't allowed to have it on unless there was a specific thing on that my granny wanted to watch. Um, so we used to spend a lot of time sitting around and talking you know, and, you know, what we'd done during the day, educating each other. And my grandmother used to talk a lot about, you know, what she had experienced from spirit in a particular day, you know, and different things that we'd felt or different experiences we'd had, not even necessarily just on the day, but in the past. So like storytelling around the old range fire, that's what I remember about my grandparents' house. Okay. Um, and that's what I try and do here 
in my house, even during lockdown. Um, you know, I wouldn't have the telly on. I didn't let the, the lads sit down and just watch television. Um, you know, we did a lot of jigsaws. We played a lot of cards. Um, you know, that we, we did a lot of, of talking and all kinds of stuff like that. So I try and encourage it. Um, I'm not the best mother in the world. Don't get me wrong. I'm not blowing <laughs> my own trumpet or anything. But, um, you know, I try and get that across to my kids because I want them to use those sides of their brains a little bit more than, you know, what we're encouraged to do these days. Because our brain is so powerful, guys. This is how spirit will connect with you. Okay. So use that ability, Teresa, you know, bring it out in whatever way. I've given you a couple of tips now of how to sit in your own power, how to sit in spirit's power, you know, how to keep a dream journal. Okay. Keep photos of your loved ones out. Okay. Start using that ability just in your everyday life. Start to bring them closer to you. Talk to them as you're going around the house. I don't care if you're hoovering. Okay. Talk to them. They'll hear you. Um, hey, Suzanne, thanks for joining in. So Maggie's had a few dreams, like in a predictive way. Absolutely. I am one that stands out is our house fire years ago when I was younger. I had the same dream over and over about the house prior to the fire. I had a visual premonition the night before of the sitting room. It was only afterwards that it stuck with me. Fire started in the sitting room, but in my dream, I kept seeing the trees out front. We had to hide in the trees for firemen because of flying slates. Oh my goodness. That was a terrible thing to have to go through as such a young child. So what you're seeing, um, I think, is that you had a dream about it the night before. <clears throat> the night before the fire happened, you dreamt that this was going to, to happen. Okay. Um, kept seeing trees out the front. Oh, that must have been absolutely um, terrifying for you as a child. So thanks for sharing that, Maggie. Hey, John, can you hear us? Hello. Hey, John, where are you calling in from? Kent. Oh, Kent, how are you? Did you have something you wanted to share with us? Yes, is this uh, about a medium? Yes. It is. Uh, speak, speak to the um, dead. Yes. Oh wow! Well. That's what we're talking. Have you just joined Sorry, us? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no problems. So, so listen in. We um, we've just gone through. Obviously, um, we've been here now for about fifty minutes. So we were just going through some ways that people can um strengthen their connection with spirit and clear their minds in order to to feel what spirits are trying to tell them. Okay, so we're just going through some questions and answers here now. Um, so Kelly's asking, is it difficult for me to come back to my own body when in trance? Okay, so I don't actually leave my body when I do trans mediumship, okay? I'm sharing it. <laughs> so my soul just kind of makes room for the other spirit. It just allows the other spirit just to use uh, my body. So they're using it to talk. They're using it to see. And they're using it, you know, to use, the, um, use my hands to give somebody a hug or whatever, okay? So um, I don't actually leave my body. And sometimes I can see and I can hear what's going on. But as I say, I can't control it. Um, what it trans what Sorry, John? Do you think Derek Akura is a real man? 
He was when he was alive. Absolutely. Of course he was a real man. I mean, do, do I think he was real medium? Yes. Of course. Of course. Like he's, he's, he, he, he did readings for so many people during his lifetime. And I think, you know, if he only helped one, I know he helped many more than just one person. But I think, you know, I always say if I just help one person with what I do, then it's worth it. Okay. So just have a listen to, to people's experiences here. There's, there's a lot um, of people here that are asking questions in the chat if you have a look. Okay. I'll just mute you for a second when I go through some of the questions. You're welcome to unmute yourself now if you have something you want to ask. Okay. So um, I hope that explains that, Kelly. Martina, definitely only really just pass messages on that I get from spirit, even though I could do a card reading, just need to be more confident in myself. That's all mediumship is. It's confidence to say what you feel. Okay. It's just confidence. So, yeah. And you know what? I'm just not, I'm not the most confident person in the world. I know I might come across as being a confident person, but I definitely don't feel it in myself, you know? So it, it is hard um, for me to just, you know, say out uh, what I'm feeling or, um, or what I'm getting from spirit. And sometimes I go, and that sounds just so ridiculous. But the more ridiculous I feel that the message is, the more it seems to resonate with the person that I'm reading for. Okay. So um, definitely just, you know, catchphrase mediumship is what I call it. Say what you see. Okay. Um, hey, Tea Party, I see that you said above that you just lost a friend. I'm really sorry to see that. Um, I hope you're keeping okay. <laughs> talk to the Hoover. No, talk while you're hoovering. Um, okay. My goldfish died. Can I talk to him? Okay. You you probably can if you want. He might not remember it, though, after five seconds. Uh, Maggie kept having the same dream, the alarm going and everything. I would wake the house. The night before, as I left the sitting room, I saw the wallpaper in flames. Everyone laughed until the following day. It did freak me out, but it's the one that stands out after all these years. Yeah, it's scary when it does happen, you know, but that's why I say not all premonitions come true, you know, within 24 hours. Sometimes it can be weeks or months afterwards when you kind of get that deja vu feeling like you, you feel you knew this was going to happen. Okay. So, um, that's why I tell people, write it down, you know, keep a little notebook by your bed. I have notebooks everywhere, guys. Um, I have notebooks in my handbag, in my car, in the kitchen, in my office, by my bed, because I have to write all these things down. Cause you know me, I have a head like a sieve. Um, okay. Only in the last year got really interested in mediumship. Started doing online online mediumship meditation. Would love to try a mediumship course. Love your podcast, Sandy. Thanks a million for joining in, Michael. Uh, you know, the podcast wouldn't be anything without the people that, that come and join in. So um so you're doing online mediumship meditation. I would love to know if you're willing to come on and tell us what's the difference between mediumship meditation and normal meditation because I still haven't mastered that so I could use some help on that uh would you come on and, and tell us um what you do for your your mediumship meditation you don't have to okay so 
there you go. I've sent you an invite anyway, um, if you want, because meditation to me is really like, um, meditation is just a way of clearing your mind. Okay. It's like bringing your consciousness, if you like, back to a, um, or up to a different level. Okay. Away from, as I say, all those mundane things that we have to do, you know, collecting kids from school, washing clothes, cooking dinners, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So, um, you know, if you can bring your thinking out of that. So, um, point two, as we discussed earlier, which is your focus. Okay. So it's bringing your focus beyond, um, just the everyday humdrum using the brain. Okay. Because as I said at the beginning, okay. Um, it's about consciousness. It's about the belief that our consciousness goes on after death. Okay. And once, if you're using your own consciousness to raise yourself to the same level, Okay, I know it sounds maybe complicated, but if you've listened into previous shows, we spoke a lot about vibration and about spirit vibrating on a different level. Okay, so for example, um, the way that I describe it to my children when they were small was when you see a bird flying in the sky, okay, um, you only see the body of the bird. You do not see the wings because the wings are flapping really, really quickly to keep that bird in flight. Okay. So effectively, um, effectively the, the wings are vibrating. Okay. They're moving at a much quicker pace than the body. Okay. That's what it's like. Spirits are around us, but they vibrate at a much higher rate than we do. Okay. So what we need to do is to raise our consciousness up to the same level so that we can communicate with them. So it's just raising your, um, your, your consciousness or your vibration, whichever way you want to describe it. That's okay, Michael. It involves completely clearing my mind and concentrating on a specific scenery and totally concentrating on that, focusing on that, aware of my surroundings, where I am, earth, our universe, etc. It absolutely does. Okay. So it's a, it's just meditation. Okay. Um, I, I don't want to say that there's a difference between, because I know you can meditate to sleep, you know, to, to help you with sleeping. You can meditate for all different kinds of things. But meditation generally is altering your state of consciousness. Okay. So that's what you're doing. And when I'm um, doing mediumship classes and I talk my students through the meditation, it is always about envisaging yourself somewhere where you feel safe. Okay. Somewhere where you feel happy. Okay. I hope this makes sense, guys. Does anybody have any questions before we sign off for the evening? Okay. I see. I think John and Tea Party have a little thing going on here or maybe the same person on different channels. Who knows? Um, did everybody enjoy it? Does everything that I talked about make sense? The four stages, the sitting in the power, the focus, the dreams, the photographs. Okay. Different ways that you can, I mean, the first two is preparing yourself 
mentally for connection with spirit. When we're talking about the the dreams and that, it's just recognizing what's coming through in the dreams. You're more than welcome, everybody. I hope that it helps somewhat. Okay, it makes total sense. We'd love to hear more on this subject. So I'm not boring you. <laughs> so I'm wondering, I'm talking, talking, talking. Am I boring people? Um, yeah, we might talk about transmediumship then in, in, in a future one. Absolutely. I'm also um, working on getting some people that I know to come on and talk about their paranormal investigations. And I know we have Mary on here every week. I want to ask her if she'll join in on that as well. And as I said, I have another one coming up um, where we're going to talk about, um, you know, um, death and suicide and stuff like that. So I'll let you know the dates on those ones. But for now, it's just me. <laughs> Guys, I hope you enjoyed uh, tonight's show. I love the chat every week. OK, and it gives me an idea of what people need to hear and what's very helpful. Mary, thank you. We'd love to have you on. Okay, I was talking to a couple of people that I know from the Kilkenny Paranormal Investigators during the week. And, um, you know, okay, so I'll tell you what. Um, I'm just going to screenshot this and report it to um, Podbean. Okay, guys, um, so thank you very much. I'm going to sign off for tonight. I will see you same time, same place next week. As I said before, if there's anything that you want me to talk about on the show, just let me know. I'm always open to suggestions. So for now, everybody, enjoy your week. Take care. Talk soon. Discussing every